describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. big announcements. Obviously, GrogCon, October 15th through the 17th. We talked to Craig, who is one of the co-founders of Crucible. Uh, the convention that we are hosting resides inside Crucible. We talked to him on Thursday night. And uh, very exciting stuff, right, Dan? It is. And so we should probably announce the, na- the name change. Yes, we should announce it's, the name change. Because now it's the Crucible that we are hosting no, I'm sorry, the Crucible. The, no, that was not one of them. The convention that we are hosting at Crucible 9. That's right. The convention we are hosting at Crucible 9. That's right. It, and he, even though, you know, he told us an interesting tidbit. I guess they get rid of the, most conventions have gotten rid of the numbering. Like Grog, uh, Gary Khan, I guess it's 12 or 13. But, you know, when you go to Gen Con, it's just Gen Con now. They don't even tell you what year. No, yeah, no one's like, yeah, I'm going to Gen Con. Gary Khan. Uh, d- d- well, you know, the Super Bowl has numbers. But, yeah, so we may at some point drop I, I, the number. I had suggested that we just make it like uh, GrogCon 23. Like pe- <laughs> people right. would think. Wow, 20, it's, it's the 23rd one? This is amazing. This what a great it's our show. damn convention. We can name it anything we want, right? And we did name it the convention we are hosting because we, we're so original in that. But uh, there, we talked about doing our show live right in the mezzanine area. There is... Looks like we're going to have pretty much our own area to for Grog, uh, GrogCon activities and Grog Talk events. We may have to share it with the puppet show, but, you know, that's that kind of happens. Right, we're we're, we're going to be like on the other side of the uh, hotel. I told them GrogCon, then puppet show, but that'll be us. So for the, Spinal Tap. Exactly. All roads bleed back. I've been watching a lot of Spinal Tap. I mean, they're still amazing. Uh, so... What that means to all of you, if you are interested in going, tickets should be available to purchase at tabletop events between now and probably mid-May. Then, uh, if you want to run an event there, you want to host a DM, that will also be available. And what will happen is you'll submit it, and then Dan and I will review it. We'll make sure the schedules are good, and uh, we're moving forward. We're also thinking about an early bird. We really want to know how many people are coming. So we are going to look at doing some kind of early bird special. If you sign up, uh, we're looking at either making a custom dice or something that we would give out to the first 50 or 100 people to to incentivize them to book early because we really want to know who's coming 
and want to have a great show. So that's October 15th, 17th. You can go to grogcon.com for the latest information. If you have questions, you can send that to info at grogcon.com. Super exciting. Anything? Did I miss something, Dan? No, but I, I think uh, we should think about calling it something like, you know, the early Griffin special or the Griffin or the early. Uh, what was that? What was that one that ate the hearts? The pitch, Peritron, 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 Peritron. <laughs> I want to say Peloton because now there's the, you know, it's the book, but it's Wait, not a Peloton. This brings up some, I do have some actually some really important information. Yes. I, I can't believe we didn't know this. Mm. In Dragon number 93, mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Mentzer did a list of pronunciations. Well, Dragon 93 is, is that it's almost past 1985. That's pretty late. It's really hitting the edge, and that's why we probably didn't know about it. Right. But it um, it has pronunciations. So do you know that it says, it says drow or drow. You can do either. Mm-hmm. Groomsh, grumsh. So basically, and I'm a little unhappy here. Because I think it's a cop. They, 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 didn't, they, didn't, they didn't commit. Frank, come on. What do you guys th- what do you what do you guys think about that? I think that <laughs> it, it's a little bit like <laughs> Oh, that really angry. <laughs> they're chasing Frank. Frank Frank is fleeing the convention. <laughs> so I think that I think so you think it's a little bit like sage advice where we talked about someone asked if you could be these other elves and they were like, "Well, it's up to the DM." Right. And we felt it's like that was a little bit of a combat. Yeah, yeah, it may have been. Oh, God. That's terrible. No, no, you can't do that. Just, I mean, ultimately, of course, it's up to the DM. You might as well just say see page nine or whatever the, the thing I always uh, expound on uh, in the DMG. So. And speaking yeah. of pronunciations, can you get so the reaction that you just did, mm-hmm. right, which I think is from the, right, get ready for that. Okay, ready? So apparently, um, Rob, our uh, editor-in-chief, hates it when I say Shalala. Oh, God! Apparently... Oh, God, please, no! Shalala. Okay, okay. That's what I say. Is it Apparently, it's Donna Shalala. We've been pronouncing Donna Shalala wrong all these years. Yes, apparently it's Shalala. Who cares? <laughs> that's what I say about that. Yeah, you know... It's, there you go. <laughs> All right. I just wanted to mention that. Okay, moving on. Yes, but by the way, I have two new sounds for you. You're, you're okay. just you're just a gold mine of stuff. I know you're. Super oh, <laughs> and you're waiting for the opportune moment. Oh yeah. So I gotta sit and wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, Rob. Speaking of Rob, who doesn't like the way you say Shalali, knows about them. Okay. Yep, Shalali. So let me guess. It's uh, where uh, are Shannon, I... uh, Yeah, the our friend from the Great White North says he's with Rob. Uh, oh, he's right. No, they're Lloyd, right. I'm... The shillelagh. Yes, we get it. No, it's, we're yes. Ignorant. No, this is this is not. We're not going to go Frank Menser with. Yeah, you say shillelagh, I say shalala, whatever. You know, no, it's they are they are correct. Well, so they say. So the internet says. I've heard on the internet. Anyway, well, I can't wait to ask Steve Marsh if the pronunciations in Dragon Number Ninety Three right. are, are correct for his creatures. Exactly. Because yeah. if they're wrong for his own creatures and he wasn't consulted, well, now the whole project is suspect. The Irish contingency cares. Well, clearly what we did on St. Patrick's Day, you know what we, what we think about the uh, Irish contingency. So it's, it's, we need to do Greek Independence Day. That's, Mark, that's March 25th. We should do oh, that okay. next time. 
That sounds like so a lot of fun. we can make fun of the Greeks. Uh, yeah. All right. So, well, if you are still, though, we feel like we're, we haven't been in the abyss in a while, but really we have, we're starting to move out of the abyss, which is wonderful. But in the meantime, if you're not still able to play uh, with folks, especially AD&D, can be hard, first edition and other old school games, join us on Grognard's Guild Online or go out to our Discord. People are playing by post. Uh, we have uh, games over Skype that uh, Brian runs, other people are running. So, uh, or if you want to run, go out there and do that because that's you know one of the main. Re that's the reason we started this. I mean, Dan and his friend Ed uh, started the meetup, which started all of this. So all it takes is um, men and a couple of people and a vision, right, Dan? Indeed. Well, well said. Thank you. That's very inspirational. Let's see. It is touching. I get that. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Uh -huh. I appreciate that. Wow. So I get a, a little golf you're, clap. <laughs> you're 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 full of surprises. <laughs> yes. Uh, so. So, and we, we, the reason this all happens is thanks to our patrons. And so today we get to give out a title. We give out uh, a David. Uh, he, he has, that's what we know him by from patron. But I, I see he is on there. David Schwab is out there and he, he is ready for his title. I think that's great because oftentimes we have to do this uh, in abstentia. That, that, right? We give the title and we're ready to, and, and they're not around, which I understand we're We've a lot of different time zones for people and people right. have commitments, but it's always nice to have the person uh, here. We can get his immediate reaction. He can say, this is what I signed up for. This is, uh, yes, this is what I got. I'm out. So, hey, oh, good morning, Jonathan. It is early. It does feel, it's like an Easter service. You know, you don't have to go to sunrise service tomorrow if that's something in your wheelhouse. Well, is that Jonathan from Seattle? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. He's, he's. That's he's up there pretty early. So, do you have your D thirty dice? I do, and they are clean. And so, uh, David <laughs> is clean. They're clean. Oh, <laughs> it's, we're out of the abyss. It's everything's getting better. Everything's getting better. They're freshly cleaned dice bag. <laughs> How many gamers can say their dice are clean? That's right. How often do people clean their dice? Are, you know, that is a good poll. That's. How, has, no, it's not. How many have any of you cleaned your? What? Well, there's two questions there. Have you ever cleaned your dice? And if you have, what was the reason why you cleaned your dice? In your case, it was feline fecal matter that Correct. caused that. I needed. I, need, I needed a real incentive. It yeah. took that. Why do I feel like this sounds like a conversation your mom would be having with you when you're like eight? Do you clean your dice? How often and why? <laughs> Hey, what's going on there? You're chatting away. It's a, it's a lively bunch out there. Um, well, I, I just put on Twitter, have you ever cleaned your dice? That's, that's an amazing mm -hmm. question. Oh, maybe we could. No, Vic Dorso should create a dice cleaner. <laughs> like, a, like a golf ball washer. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. Vic Dorso's dice washer. That's going to be on our merch page. Vic Dorso's you know, dice washer. You know, you, you, you have to, but you have to advertise it and, and market it to right. the spouses. Because the spouses who don't play are like, those things are disgusting. Oh, yeah, they could, like, be holding it out like the, you know, yes. like, ooh, this tired. You could do an infomercial That's right. with it. That's and, right. they, you know, the dice are all disgusting, <laughs> and they fly in through the air. Oh, and, mommy, yeah. the dice. <laughs> all right. No, it's everyone. Oh, wait, I lost. Are you there? I can't hear you. you what can't, happened? You can't hear me? Hold on. I can hear you. Dan is freezing. Oh, no. I got so excited. I'm back. Okay, he's back. I, do you hear me now? I do. 
Okay. I did that whole dice flying through the air thing. And oh, I UV dice cleaner. That's, a, that's also a good point. We used to do that at work. We had, because oh. uh, we would refurbish our computers that we would give out to people, and people would be pissed because it would be all full of grum and grime. Mm -hmm. So we'd wipe them off, and then we would show them doing the that we'd be UV wanding them and use a shrink wrap, and they they were thought it was Christmas. That like, like this is still a five year old oh. computer, but they they like. So oh, we should goodness. so we should start with the before with the UV ray, right? And show it, and then after. Yep, Vic Dorso's UV UV dice washing machine, something like that. Is there feces on your dice? <laughs> Is there is there material that you cannot determine? That's yes. Ooh, dirty dice done dirt cheap. That's good too. Oh, that's a good one. That's from our patron who's who's like, they've gone on a tangent. I really would like my title. Well, you're yeah. not helping. I got it for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back to bed. Yeah. Come back about ten thirty, and we should have your title done. Okay. So I love that idea. I'm writing it down. We'll probably never do anything with it. But yeah, uh, these notes, they're just. Piling up and piling up. Oh, we have so so many. Okay. So we need a we need a production staff. My production goblin. He's not not mm -hmm. doing it. So, with that said, uh, David is claiming uh, the lands and waters of the Tampa Bay area, one of my home bases. So, uh, Dorito remnants, absolutely with uh, with a Mountain Dew residue. You know, when it yeah. falls into the cup of Mountain Dew or beer, it's yep. Mountain we Dew spills exactly. We we so have to give out at the convention. Look, and I'll 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 pay for this. How expensive can it be? We have to have a cooler full of Mountain Dew cans and a bunch of little bags of Doritos. Don't you think? Yeah. Okay. Well, and based on what uh, Craig was talking about, we we may have a some private room that we could do that could be that could be the things we serve there. So, for the special yeah. game. What's going on in the private room? <laughs> No champagne in the private room, or what is that song? Is that... Oh, is that? I don't know. What happens in the private room stays in the private room. Okay. Oh, uh, well, that's that's absolutely correct. So, all right. Dirty. That's where you go to get your dice dirty. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you dip your dice in. I'm just dipping my dice, honey. Don't, right be dipping your, don't be dipping your dice anywhere else. Show me, show me your dice. <laughs> <laughs> oh no it's so bad you can't dust for dice you can't dust dice yeah you come back for the game all right show me your dice <laughs> <laughs> they're clean baby i swear oh, i'll be the judge of that okay that, that sack has sack stank it's that sack oh boy you knew that oh. was coming oh there that was coming all right all right i'm sorry okay I'm sorry, David. We uh, That's right, the Grog Talk Champion Room. Exactly. John's, John's kids are listening. What's wrong with you, James? They're chanting. I need you know, I need to snip their thing. Grog Talk. <laughs> yes. You should have gotten that chant. Yeah, I know. We need to get that set up with, with him. That'd be great, wouldn't it, to have his kids if, do if, a Grog Talk if chant? If they did a video chant of them chanting to ask him. Yeah. If, he, if we could do a video chant of the, his beautiful children. That would be great. If if he would, re do you have a release for that? Um, yes. Can you get that? Can you get it's work? Form, it's form it's form nine nine thirty two. Oh nine thirty two. All right. Do you, do, triple K. I think they were chanting. I should have asked him this when we had him on the show. I think he was. They were chanting that probably just because the music he's playing was the you know, I don't know, it's some late seventies or 
Led Zeppelin or something. Like, <laughs> something please. like that. Oh, Craig Armstrong's on. Look at this. Everyone's All on. right. All we right. better get serious. We, okay. Well, we're, that, that's a little too late for that. So uh, I need a D30 divided by 2, sir. 30 divided by 2 is 15. So, okay. The master. David, master. The master. His uh, D30. 27. 30, 29, 20. August. Mm, master August. Not, not August. August. Right. Right. Well, um, Dragon Magazine says he can do it either way. No. No! <laughs> Shalala. 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 La, 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 la. How do you like that? How do you like that? I want to knock you on the head with our Shalala. <laughs> you got me on your knees, Shalala. Okay. Then another D30. 11. 11. 15, 14, 13, 12. Wow. Uh, is that true? Majesty. August Majesty. Wow. Wow. This is pretty good. Uh, now D15. Oh, look, I can do light. Yeah, give yourself some light. Thank you. D15 is uh, 21 divided by 2 is 10.5. Rounded up is 11. Let's see. 15, 14, 13, 12. Baronet. He's a baronet. Very nice. Baronet. Oh. Now, so a baronet, it's not a female baronet. It's obviously it's below a baron. Is that what a that's baronet right. is? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, it's like... Um, it's Sir Baronet Baron. It's in the DMG. Someone should look it up. Okay, now a D60, please. Okay. A four. It's Yeah, it's a four. It's a, th a three on the D6 and then a four. Baronet the Greater. It says Greater. Okay. And now what he's going to be known for, a D30. This is the good one. Seven. Seven. Ooh. Oh, wonderful. Cool. We haven't had this. Queller. A queller? A queller of Tampa Bay. Wow. The queller? Of, it sounds like something out of the Fiend Folio, like a That's fish. Right. The queller. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah. or, a, or a band, I guess. Yeah. That is, oh, I love that. We, have, we, we do not have a queller. So, uh, a queller. Oh, I better get on to my chat there, right? That's, yeah. That's right. Oh, I see. Right. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I got to get off this because that's going to disappear. I've learned my lesson. Yeah. Now I'm where I need to be. All right. Well, that is great. So congratulations, David. Uh, you, sir, have by the powers from us, vested by us, to us, to the rest of you of the Grog Empire, we now bestow the following title to you, David. You, sir, are, will now be known forevermore in the Grog Empire as the Master, His August Majesty, Baronet the Greater Queller of Tampa Bay. Congratulations, sir. Well deserved. And at some point, I will be having to update the heraldry page. I'm way behind on that. Uh, that's right. We don't. We don't. We, you're the first queller we've ever had. You know that's good. That's the, I like that. We do because it needs. We it's you, always a, me. right. We'd like some unique things. There's so many good ones in here, and everyone's a chamberlain. <laughs> right, Reverend's a chamberlain, and we need some quelling. We need a calming Especially force. Especially in Tampa. Did you see what happened after the Super Bowl? They were just, they were crazy. I saw you, yeah, I saw you on video. Because <laughs> right. I, I didn't have a mask on and I, was, I got called out, so that was terrible. That's right. You were, you were the one dude with a uh, creamsicle jersey. That's right. Bring, bring it back. Bring it back. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so next time on Grog Talk, we will be giving away 
another exciting prize, whether it's a groggy, a from Victorso from Angry Dwarf, maybe uh, Keep It Blood Red Falls, or we will be giving away an adventure, a great one of the great adventures from Castle Entertainment. If you would like to have a chance at winning one of those, become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash grog talk. Uh, that'll happen next time. Swedish Challenge. We're still, you know, we, we, we got to the top 200 in the U.S. Did you notice that? I did. You know, what's interesting is every time I look at those charts, we're always falling. I'm, we must be rising at some point. To fall, you must rise. We're always falling. That's right. That's right. That's right. For a yin, there's a yang. And apparently we yang more than yin, which is too yes. bad. Um, if you want to help us, uh, feel free to go out to iTunes and put a review. It takes a few seconds. You can. We would prefer a five-star, but if you think we suck and you have nothing better to do and give a bad review, feel free to do that as well. If it's, uh, We will then talk about it on the show. If you don't feel like becoming a patron and spending money because you don't have it, there's a good way to get on the show by going onto iTunes and saying how great we are or how terrible we are. What is the other exciting news? Flipping and turning, issue three. Clearly the best work that uh, Rob and the crew have done. An amazing issue is now out. Uh, you, it's out on PDF. You can get that from our Discord. Or if you go to editor, you email editor at grogcon.com, you can order your own physical copy, which I'm looking forward to getting. Have you got yeah. yours yet? I have not. i got to make arrangements for that. I feel a little safer making arrangements to do that now. That's right. That's right. We, are, we, have, we, have, uh, we have accepted the, uh, uh, the microchips in our bodies and going to be connected <laughs> by uh, the, the global conspiracy. And we are, are now safe, which I have to give you some things back. So maybe we can arrange all three of us getting together and do a book and magazine exchange. Okay. Because I have... I have the module for uh, the Cheetah Foundation, which we I voted for Nico the Cheetah as the one we're helping to support, by the way. Mm, nice. Uh, since I have a right. detail. Uh, I also have your J.R. Tolkien 1980 calendar. I really feel like it's not mine. I should be handing that back to you. So it's been, it's been here in lockdown. So are, we, are we breaking up? No, we're not breaking up, but I, I'm holding oh. your stuff. It's just... Oh, okay. It's... Well, uh, I... Do you know... Do you know how long it's been since I've given Go Delicious a hug? Yes. Well, that's true. We didn't. <laughs> we, we didn't put. We didn't put uh, custody uh, terms because we didn't think it was going to be this long. So. That's right. Well, at some point, we there may be a reunited. Uh, like I said, I it's. Uh, I'd have to rearrange my office, but I would be happy to do that if you were so inclined, which would be which would be super fun. Uh, anyway, so we also this month. Hey, uh, the Chamberlain, speaking of Chamberlain, Chamberlain of Australia is on. Uh, speak, this month we're doing episode er, episode two of the Grog Talk Adventures. I will be running. I've decided it's going to be an evening game, if that's okay. We'll have to find out. I'll have to check with you and Rob. It'll either be Friday night or Saturday night, the 23rd or the 24th. Friday or Saturday. And we'll do it from like 7 to 11 or something like that. Does that okay? sound Okay. It sounds okay. Because this will allow some of our people in the West Coast and Asia to play uh, in that case. So, you know, we want to make sure we get people. So if you are a patron, we will be start uh, – exactly. Uh, if 
if you are a patron and you are of tier, highest tier, we start with the highest tier. We invite them. We start working our way down. We want to make sure everyone has a chance to play in the campaign. Uh, we will continue the adventure uh, that Rob started with from Into the Wild, and I put a lot of time into it, and it's either it's going to suck really bad or be pretty cool. So there, there should be no middle ground. Now, with all that said, it is April 1981. What is happening in 1981, Dan? Okay, so uh, for, let's start with uh, TV, because I thought this very interesting. Did you realize that there was a spinoff to the, ba- the Brady Bunch? A spinoff to the Brady Bunch? Alice? I know there's an Alice, but it's not the same oh. Alice. Oh, no, it, that's, is that, is, is she at a diner? You, you threw yeah. me there for a second, okay. No, well, I was yeah. saying, Alice, right? She's the maid. Yeah, that would have made sense. You right. threw me there, and I knew there was a show, Alice. Right. Uh, well, if that did happen, this is not the one that is airing uh, tonight. Yes, tonight at 8.30 on NBC. Mm-hmm. Anyone out there, anyone in the chat know what the Brady Bunch spinoff that is airing tonight? <laughs> Uh, I, well, let's give them a few seconds. The the Brady Bunch spinoff, which is interesting. Cause by eighty one, right? Brady Bunch has been off, right? Correct. It's, it's been off for a little bit. So, this is, this uh, is correct. Uh, I haven't heard anything. People are, you know, it takes a few seconds delay. So, uh, anyone got anything? Anyone? All right, go go for it, Dan. The Brady Brides. The Brady Brides. The Brady Brides. The story of Marsha and Jan's lives as newlyweds with their husbands. Wow. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> there was a season. Yes. I, I, I had no idea. So, yes, tonight, uh, it's, it's been on since February, I believe. So I don't know why we haven't seen it yet. But, yeah, so um, that's showing uh, tonight. Do you know what the uh, – so the uh, number one song, any guess, this week, 40 years ago? I love a rainy night. I'm going with Eddie Money until I'm right. So I'll give you a guess. I'll give, it, it is a song by the band Blondie. Uh, Heart of Glass? That's a good guess. Uh, Rapture. Oh, Rapture. Yeah, that's right. The, where she raps. Actually. I believe it's the first. It, it ushered in the rap uh, era, didn't it? It was the first rap song. No, God. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, okay. Here's uh, some. But yes, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> If that doesn't prove our whiteness, nothing does. Yeah, that was the first rap song I ever heard. That's right. That would be. That's exactly. That's right. Um, that it's consistent. Awesome. It's right. consistent with two guys who'd be having a, a show about first edition AD&D, isn't right. it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like Pat Boone made rock and roll. That was That's when the first time I heard, right? Die. Right. To the fruity, oh, rude. To the fruity, oh, rude. That's See now, why doesn't that become a soundbite for the show? That doesn't. Okay, I'll put it. Okay. I can't say right. anything on this show. Is that there? It is. There's I can't one. Say yeah. anything on this show. That's so true. <laughs> I can't. Uh, that's, March that's one. March. Okay, that wasn't so bad. We're in that pipe business. March twentieth, nineteen eighty-one. This. The supernatural horror film Blank, starring Sam Neill as the Antichrist. Is released. Sam Neill, the uh, the Omen two. Very good, close. Omen three. Three. Ah, uh. the final conflict, and then of course there was Omen four, the, the after final, <laughs> whatever. The this, overtime. This is really the end. Yes, it's like Ozzy. 
Then you have like no more tours. And right. I, no more tours. And that was what, 30 years later, still touring? Right. On March 21st, 40 years ago, 1981, after seven years in the title role, Doctor Who actor Blank hands over the part to Peter Davidson in the episode Legopolis. You know this is a British. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, well, I'll let, I'll let uh, some of the people out there. Yes, the Omen, right. Okay, so they're about 10 seconds behind. So, yes, everyone, it was the Omen 3. I missed the Omen 2. I, Sam Neill, I, I, knew, I knew it was an Omen. Uh, but, yeah, Sam Neill's the Antichrist. And who would have thought? He's, he, was he the guy from Jurassic Park? Was he the one? Yes. Who, yes, right? Okay. Right, correct. Um, um, Josh is on. Hello, sir. Uh, so you want to know who came after Doctor Who, and I know there's been 100 of them, and... and well, Nick, you're called the Doctor. The show's Doctor Who. It's the Doctor. Just <laughs> so yes. Yeah, so which 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 Doctor? Tom ba Tom Baker. That is correct. Thank you. Oh, that's, that's thank you, thank okay. you, thank you. I did not know that. Obviously, someone I saw what someone told me that. So on the on the 25th, the largest bank robbery in the history of Sri Lanka takes place. As a Tamil separatist gang steals approximately $400,000 from an armored car. The only reason I bring that up is it seems to be consistent that the 80, we don't have bank, don't train robberies and bank right. robberies as much anymore. It was much more prevalent. It's very 80s. Um, March, okay, ready for, oh, I've got some, I've got some very troubling news. Mm -hmm. On the 30th, just a few days ago, in Washington, D.C., the following president was seriously injured when he was shot in the chest at point-blank range in an assassination attempt by blank. Uh, well, Hinckley was the yeah. assassin. Da Correct. David Hinckley was his name? John, John, John Hinckley. Hinckley. John Hinckley. John Hinckley Minor Swift. His name is my name, too, or something like that. Is, uh, and, of course, uh, you know the president? Ronald Reagan. I remember. That is correct. Uh, and, and it's interesting. The, I, don't, I don't just really quite... It, um, you know how they always show people like walking by a storefront and they see the TVs and they some iconic. For some reason, that is my mental picture of I had seen that where Reagan was shot. You know, as he's pushed into the limousine, that's the image I have that I'm standing in front of a TV store or whatever, and I see that. I don't know if that's true or not, if that's when the first time I saw it, but that is the memory in my head. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. But It's very interesting that you say that, because I wonder if you actually saw that before it happened. And this is why I say that. You say, you say what? On the first, right? So just two days ago, right? NBC and ABC TV in the, in the USA, I, I say that like, in, like, I jokingly, like, we're like, they shouldn't say that. Like, hey, right. we're the USA. Why right. would you? Everything is, this is the first person of everything. Right. We're very obnoxious. Okay. Sure. NBC and ABC TV in the USA broadcast a recording allegedly made in January of a psychic, Tamara Rand, predicting the shooting of Ronald Reagan. It is, that's interesting, right? Ooh. Okay, ready? Get ready. Mm -hmm. It is later revealed to be a fake recorded after the assassination attempt. Oh, oh, no. That's terrible. <laughs> they were taken. Um, on today, 40 years ago, there's only two, only, only two more. Just sit tight, everyone. Hold on. AD&D's coming. This is the warm-up act. Yes. 40 years ago today, the third, the blank, the first commercially successful microcomputer goes on sale in the USA. And I'll tell you, it has the name of a famous 
heavy metal star singer who we've actually talked about. Well, how it, on this show today? How odd is that? Okay, so say the blank it. first. The blank first. The first commercially successful microcomputer uh, goes on sale in the USA. You are correct, sir. <laughs> I gotta get my ding bell. I don't have it. I'm so so upset. And and the last one. Exactly. Tomorrow night. So this is the future. Are you ready for me? Are you ready to picture the future? That's right. I need a future one too. In the future. Go ahead. I've never heard of this. The British band Bucks Fizz. Bucks Fizz? That sounds like a porno star. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's my. Now, since you said that, here, I'm going to give you my other favorite one. Like a beaver in there? <laughs> oh, yeah, I knew it. Oh, I knew it. Here's. You're so bad. You go clean your dice, buddy. <laughs> your dice are dirty. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's another one. I dirty. can't even talk anymore on this huh? show. I can't say anything. <laughs> okay, so Bucks Fizz wins the Eurovision song. Now, that was a big deal. I saw that movie with uh, Eurovision. Oh, know what it is? I've put the, the volume behind me, and I keep pressing on it. My, my, my back. Oh. I keep changing Okay. okay, Eurovision. That's a big deal over there, James. Do you know that? The Eurovision. It's a big deal. I've heard of that. They win the contest. Bucks Fizz wins with the song Making Up, Making Your Mind Up. I've never heard of it. Making Your Mind Up. Bucks Fizz. That's it. Dan, you know, everyone's accusing you of day drinking again, by the way, so I'm just letting you know. Day drinking. So. Yeah, okay. Well, very good. That was that was entertaining. I, I like that. So, uh, the best of 1981, and next time we will do sage advice from April. We have to remind ourselves. In fact, I got to write yes. that down. Sage advice. It's like we plan the show while we're on the show. I, I, I know. Yeah, we have conversations, right? Because we never talk, so <laughs> we just mention it here. It's our only opportunity. Yeah, we. Have. Okay. Buck Fizz was a great band. Thank you. Destined to be one of the greats. See, David is also, besides being the Chamberlain, mm -hmm. uh, an aficionado of all things AD&D and Star Wars and Marvel. If you go out his YouTube channel, which I would definitely recommend, uh, a, he gets a clap for that. Uh, he's also a rock and band connoisseur because, you know, obviously ACDC from Australia, and that's what everyone throws at him at work. And he's like, oh, you should listen to this and listen to that. Kylie, Kylie Minow. Uh Okay. Everyone's doing the locomotion? Yeah, I guess okay. so. Okay. And and yeah, it was a big hit when the young with the young kids into the Euro trash set. So that's see. Who was the one um oh what was the other band? Uh Fields Are Burning. Midnight Oil. Midnight, Is it Midnight Oil. Oil Australian? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they're that's they're all. they're they help the uh indigenous people. Mm -hmm. The I think they're ab they called oh. Aborigine, but I'm always afraid because like we call American Indians and Right. More than Indians. you did. Yeah. More than you did for him. <laughs> More than I did for the American Indian. <laughs> what is I supposed to do? Wow, that is that is terrible. Thanks. It's a little, it's a little late to feel bad, isn't it? I don't. Uh, uh, that's well, okay. right. I don't even know what to say. Everyone's everyone's <laughs> angry. It's full of hate. <laughs> Pent up anger after the uh, the pandemic. Okay. Oh wait a minute, we've got some new information. Actually, our new Master August Majesty, the MAM, or the Greater Queller, GQ. 
GQ. GQ. David Perfect. GQ. Yeah. Uh, says the practice of awarding barons, baronetcies was originally introduced by James I of England in 1611 as a means of raising funds. So, oh. The tradition place, continues. Exactly. This is awesome. You're James I. <laughs> I'm James I. Where'd you James, beheaded? James the Lesser. Yeah, he, I, think, uh, I don't know. I think you're beheaded. Was I? There, was, sure. there was a couple yeah. of Jameses there. No, one, I, one did the King James Bible. There was that James. I don't know. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, that's English, British history. I don't know that. All right. So now we are ready for Random Encounter, which is not so random. What are we doing today, Dan? Well, you know, it's a holiday tradition for the King Arthur crowd. Oh, you got peeps. Very nice. I, yeah, I brought peeps for once. I actually had the food product. I'll be, uh, when, when uh, one of the poor Arthurian knights is about to be killed, he's going to sacrifice one of the peeps to try to get some divine favor. Nice. Vorpal peeps. Vorpal peeps. I love it. So for those of you who are longtime listeners, you may recall that last year we recreated the Monty Python scene with the uh, rabbit. So we are going to do that again. So we are going to have King Arthur's crowd is returning. Last year they did win King Arthur's crowd. <laughs> That's actually the wrong one. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, but there, there, there was a loss. It was not a, it was not a bloodless victory. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It was a ga- Galahad. Galahad, Galahad died. So he's kidding. out. Oh, he's not coming back? Okay. He's dead. They're, no, I think he's dead. It's Easter. Everyone comes back. It's resurrection. Come on. It's, it's oh, okay. Easter. Galahad has been resurrected. Everyone okay, comes fine. Back. So people, so what happens is they're going to battle the Vorpal Bunny. Janelle Jaquays in the Dungeoneer had stats for the Vorpal Bunny, which we will be using with an adjustment from some of the OD&D stats. So just to let you, remind you, her Vorpal Bunny has one to four appearing, which we're going to roll for. AC zero, move 12-20, three hit dice, damage is one to six, plus Vorpal, which we did as I went back and listened to the show, plus wow. three instead of plus well, two. Hold on, hold on. You get a clap for that. You went back and listened? You get a gobble. I did. I did. Very good. Plus three to hit, because that's a Vorpal weapon, uh, and uh, you're paranoid of rabbits for the rest of your lives, so I'm going to ask you about that in a second, but I'd first like to clear up something. So 17 to 20, a natural 17 to 20, mm-hmm. severs the head, correct? Yes. It, well, they're in armor, so it's 17. It's, it's, it's whatever it says as the Vorpal sword. We'd have to look that up. Let's do, let's and, do some looking and, up. And, you, and I'll keep talking while you look that up. I recall it was 17 to 20, and what my question is going to be as you're looking that up mm-hmm. is... We had the Vorpal Bunny sever Galahad's head. Yeah, just like the show, movie, just leaped up and that was it. Correct, because he got sent up to talk to just a rabbit. I mean, right? Right. He ignored all the bones, and now there's Galahad's bones. So do you have to hit? So the bunny needed a 20 because the AC on a lot of these knights is pretty low. And I, I think he needed, I think the rabbit needed a 20. So if you sever on 17 to 20, but you need a 20 to hit, is 17 through 19 a miss that, had it been a hit, would have been a head severing? Well, it says here, when a score on the to-die roll as shown below is made, it will sever the neck head of its opponent. And it says here 20 to 23. And this, it says, considers only the sword's bonus of plus three. So you could infer that if you had more pluses, it could be lower. 
Oh wait, but I'm see. I see what you're saying. No, I I think I've just got that totally wrong. That's right, because it's 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 plus three. So if you need a twenty, you get the seventeen. You get the twenty. Right. But let's right. say his armor class was so high that he would need a natural twenty, and above. Well, then that rule kicks in that Gary has on page whatever. Where if you play that rule, oh, that's if you right. Play that rule. Well, it's in the right. it's in the book. It's not a if you play that. Well, no, but it's op- but I think Gary says it's optional. Oh my goodness, you uh, what are, are you feeling okay? No, I'm pretty sure Gary. No, Gary says it's so. By the book, is it's optional? By the book can be optional, can it? Well, let's see. Many people argue that because they say Gary at the back said their guidelines. So many people say by the book is everything's optional. By the book, we go round and round and round and round. Yeah. So they said thus the combat tables could be amended to read like this. That's right. So I, I'll give you that. But but we didn't. So that's no. That's right. So so. If you're not using that optional rule, then it would be a 17 would be a hit because it's plus 3 to 20. So I like that rule better. Why should we use that optional rule? Right. Where's the rabbit? That's okay. Right. We're, we're pro-rabbit here. So people need to pick. I don't know if people have their trusty deities and demigods yes. handy. But players need to. And I think we should go whoever picks first, right? We're obviously going to need – and Arthur can't be killed. Yeah, Ar- Arthur. Yeah, Arthur can't die. That's scabbard. Right. We ruled that last time. Last so Arthur's time not unkillable. Can't be cut by any attack, so unless the unless the bunny is going to uh, bludgeon him to death, right? It's like a rock, <laughs> yeah. dropping he, it. Well, he, he leaps at him, just headbutts him. Yes, he could he do flies that. into him. That could happen, right? So, how many were there? Six? Did we? How many people? Do, I know we did well, that determination as well. How many? People well, I think were? we just. I think this now because they're coming back. I say whoever is online now. Okay. And would like to pick somebody. All right, they yes. Can't. That's exactly right. All right, so if you, you, please look at, you have a few seconds. We didn't prepare people for this, so this is not good. Go to page 17 of your deities and demigods, which of course you should have all books ready. If you want to have a knight that to play, just put the knight that you want to play. What are the rules for the holy hand grenade? I'm not sure what the rules for the holy hand grenade are. What did we do last time? Did we? I don't think we, we didn't need it last time. We, we didn't did not need there. it. We didn't. So you'd have to. You'd, so this year, we this is a work in progress. Right. So this year, if we get there, you James, you would have to decide. I think there was some maybe discussion about what, that it would be like a, uh, well, what's exploding in terms of a spell? Uh, well, it's a well, fireball. It's like a. Oh, well, it's like flaming oil, too. Can't flame you have like oil. flaming oil? Well, I like, I thought of it more like a necklace of fireballs that you just like pull one off and you throw it at them. But but I think you should use the rules for throwing oil. Oh, yeah, because it could miss. The yards and all that business, how far away. But we're ahead of ourselves. But so you'll have to you'll have to figure that out when we get there. Right. All right. So Jonathan will be Gawain. So we have we have Gawain. At least someone is paying attention. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, David. Thank you, Jonathan. Gwayne's going in alone. So it's far, Gwayne. So, so far. Sir Gwayne by himself. Good is job. It, he's like, it's, it's like on Stripe. Uh, we got two people. Oh, they got, oh, they, oh, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, David. Wow. Is Gwayne like high in demand? Yeah. Is he awesome? 112 hit points. No. Oh, my weapon type. I think they always have the same thing, don't they? A bastard sword, a two-handed sword. They can pretty much have anything they want. Craig is Gareth. This, uh, the people on the podcast are like, what are you doing? This is so Gareth of Orkney. Gareth of The Orkney. Knight of the Many Colors. The Knight of the Many Colors. I like it. And they have to choose their weapon. Yeah. Oh, okay, choose your weapon. Why do you do it? This is the show. Yeah, I guess I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Here's the... 
Don't be. That's right, people. Boo me. I agree. Anything else they need to choose while we're here? No, just who they are in ah, their walk. Shannon is Mordred. This, this is Mordred. If, if this doesn't compel people to start listening to our show 8 o'clock in the morning on Saturdays, nothing will. You get to pick your own party member. Can he play the Green Knight? I don't, can he play the Green Knight? Somebody what? asked that last year. I thought <laughs> you we said, said no. no. You I, said no last yeah, year. No Who's Mordred? I don't see a Mordred. I don't know anything about Arthur other than what I saw. Because oh, on... they're, not, they're not picking from this. So I, maybe, he's, maybe he's one of the less Knight of Quality. He might be. Well, we're making him a Knight of Quality if he's, if he's not specifically laid out. So. Okay. So, uh, I mean, they're not really following the rules. They're, not, they're big rules breakers. Oh, wait, there's Mordred. Indicates a knight of quality. Yeah, okay. The following knights are evil through and through. Okay, he could be evil. Sure, why not? <laughs> this thing is gone. This thing is gone. He's kicking King, King Arthur. Watch out. <laughs> he attacks King Arthur. He attacks the party. Right, he's with see. the rabbits. <laughs> okay. Oh, he's immune to physical attacks, he says. Are the Green Knights immune to physical attacks? David, Th okay, uh, David Thompson's Percival. All right. All right. Uh, oh, oh, Lloyd decided he'll be Lancelot. That's a good choice. Finally, somebody normal. <laughs> well, he he wanted the green light, but the green light, but he saw this obviously blowing us away. So, uh, Shannon's oh, Garland. Yeah, Shannon's Garland. I think they're that's ah, the Invisible Knight. Yeah, wow, would always fight invisibly. Hmm. Okay, Garland. Okay, great. So, here's what I got. I got uh, Jonathan's Gawain, Craig is Gareth, Shannon is Garland, David's Percival, uh, Lloyd is Lancelot. I will be King Arthur, obviously. Okay. That makes me the Vorpal Bunnies. Right, I'm rolling now. The, you are the Vorpal. One to four. Ready? I'm rolling. What is this? It's one? again one. Oh, was that, was that your hit dice or what was the armor class? No, that's the number appearing. Oh, only one Vorpal Bunny. Uh, it was one last year, too. That's All good. right. Oh well. All right. So it's uh, we want to. We'll give you surprise because we're yeah. standing around bickering. What happened was we said last year that you'd walk up to the rabbit, but now do you know? Okay, I need to ask. Okay, I need to ask you this. Yep. Is this? Are we recreating it, or is this like the second year? Are they coming back? No. This is a. It's like evergreen. It's like Groundhog Day. We don't. Okay. It's it's the same thing over. Over again. We okay. Have to, we have no idea. I, that's what, how I. Sh that's how we should do it, in my opinion. Then, then what you said was because after you fight a vorpal bunny, you're paranoid of rabbits for the rest of your life, but they right. don't know that. That's, that's right. the last year's crowd. This is because we don't know. There are so many new people here. We have to assume it's evergreen. It's a new thing Got every it. time. So what you said last year was that Arthur, you sent someone up, right? So I'm right in the movie, that's right. and 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 there was a. One in four chance of surprise is what you gave me because yeah, it would be so startling. Exactly. So first, let's, let's figure out who's who's moving forward. I think David's the guy. I think David played. Uh, yeah. uh, who was it? Who died? Galahad, and he got killed. So let's see if let's see if repeat. Nine. This time it's Lloyd. Lancelot is moving forward. Okay, so Lancelot is moving forward. I am now rolling. Oh, no, no, he rolls for surprise, right? Lancelot right. has to roll a d6, yes. correct? I'm going to roll for everyone. We can't wait for people to roll. I'm sorry. Ah, boo. Three. 
A three, okay, three attacks, but I can roll for me. Right, so hold on. Let's see, Lance, he is Lancelot. He is negative three armor okay. class. And what hit dice is he? Three. I think I need like a four. Like last year you said, not if I need like 20. Yeah, so same thing. You need, a, you need if you want to kill, if you want to decapitate, it's 17 and above. What do I need to hit, 20? You need a 16. Oh, really? Well, I actually, I like I make, I'm giving you plus three because of your yes, purple teeth. Correct. Okay, here we go. Number 18, and I get three attacks. Yes. Well, you, got an you, eight. Oh, it's you, over. You killed him already. So <laughs> can, I, can I keep going? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to give you – I'm going I'm to let you do a leap, and if you – let's figure out what your deck is. Dex is 16. Let's say your dex is 16, right? I'm, a 20, I'm a 20 movement in the oh, air. Oh, then you're – okay. Roll under – give me a d20. If you roll okay. under a 19, you're able to leap off Lancelot's, Lancelot's decapitated body and strike another knight. So. Yeah, I just like – I just like go right you, through. It's like you – you're like a bunny. You're bouncing between them. You're, yes. Uh, like, oh, yeah, like a, I would say like a pinball. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, I rolled a, a one. Oh, yeah. You, I have to clean out the whole crowd. All right, so now you have roll a d10, and you'll decide which one you're landing on. Because we Okay. This is fun. I like this game. We should do this every episode. Three. Three? Craig. So, Gareth, you've, you have now launched yourself. <laughs> Gareth, Sir Gareth. Okay, now, wait a minute. Oh, he's the knight of many colors. Okay. The yeah. young son of King Lot. He served in the kitchens of King Arthur. And became the enemy of Sir Kay, who called him Beaumains. He was the most modest of all the knights and used his great fighting skills to help many a lady in distress, especially one lady lioness. He was noted for the many colors he used. He's quite a nice chap. Yeah, he's neutral good. But he's kind of say, but you have, you, you have one attack, because this is your okay. you had one attack, you killed you killed Lancelot, unfortunately, unbelievable. Then you leaped onto Sir Gareth, and now you're attacking. I would love to see Gareth's face as this thing is coming at him. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> no, you know what Gareth is saying as he sees him coming at him? You know. It's time for the... Your... Uh, no, I don't know. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> there he comes. Sorry. All right. Here's the roll. Oh, it's a nine. It's a nine. You miss. Ooh. Uh, you're... So now it's initiative. Okay. So I, I rally my action. Dear God, they've killed, <laughs> killed, oh, killed Lancelot. Oh, wait a second. And there's a beheading. I think there's supposed to be a saving throw by King Arthur as to whether to flee. Oh, yes. I have to make a saving throw. Remember, right. any beheading, That's right. Arthur might panic. I don't know. That's right. Oh, what level am I? 14th level paladin. Well, I get plus two to all saves. Right. I think, is that just because of your paladin? Because paladin. It's a paladin role. Yeah. I don't have to go back to listen to our episode. It sounds accurate. I barely saved. I needed, ah. I needed an eight. I rolled a six. Six plus two is eight. So I saved. Okay. All right. Um, I am attacking. Knights! D- defeat it! <laughs> Please! <laughs> for, for uh, who is it? For, uh, for Galahad. For Lancelot. Yeah, for for Lancelot. Lancelot's that? gone. Yes, for Lancelot. Oh, he's a lawful good paladin. Uh, I hate, well, uh, now they're starting. Hey, shouldn't I have gotten the first attack by virtue of longer? No, you were surprised. That's right. You don't get to do anything. We're repeating. You didn't know what this thing was. You're just going up to talk to the right. You're going to parlay. 
Oh, Arthur has a 19 wisdom. Thank you. See, this is see my team is they're they're helping. Initiative. We're all attacking. What does the 19 wisdom do? It adds to your. Adds uh... to my mental attacks. If, oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm attack. All right. I rolled a one. I rolled a four. Okay. You get to roll. You're gonna attack uh, Gareth still, or you're gonna leap on to someone else? I'm gonna do. I'd like to do a random. Just okay. I'm so just going crazy. Yeah. So d <laughs> d10 again. <laughs> one. One. Uh, Gawain now, poor Jonathan. Maybe maybe David will be happy that he didn't pick Sir Gawain because he could be dead. Look at this. From 9 in the morning till 12 at noon, Gawain gains in strength. He gets stronger. From 9 to 10, he's a 19. Oh, that's interesting. The fa he's the favorite cousin of King Arthur. This is going to hurt Arthur. He was a revengeful knight and would travel to the ends of the earth to right some supposed wrong done to him or his family. He has a sword, a plus two weapon, Galatine. Okay. I'm, I'm, here we go. Yep. Oh, it's an 11. 11. Well, you missed. All right. So Ooh. Sir Gawain gets his attack. And I'm going to figure out his strength. So I'm rolling it. I'm going to see one to three. It's in the morning time. Okay. It's not. So he's doing the afternoon. He has his normal strength. So he's going to attack first. You leap at Sir Gawain. Sir Gawain's like, aha, I am going to attack. What's your armor class? Zero. Zero. Did you know how many hit points you have? I'm going to roll them up now. And his sword, Galatine. I wonder, or Galatine. I wonder what that dragon says it can be either one. I rolled, I wonder... a, tw I rolled a 20. He's, he's, he's had enough of your shenanigans. Oh, no. Wait, 6, 10, 15. What kind of sword do you think Galatine is? Well, we're going to roll percentages. It's 70% chance it's a long Okay. Sword. Oh, wow. It is a, ooh, I got to look it up, 96. What is that, two-handed? Whoa. 96. 96. Of course, there's more flipping and turning. But, you know, the good news is... It's a bastard sword. Oh. It's a bastard sword. So you that's get what's, Wait, that's what's wielded by Galahad, I thought. I think so. Well, Doesn't Galahad wield a bastard sword? I, since I he's know. the bastard's son? I have... I'm, I have I'm. So you take five, six, seven, uh, ten points of damage. I'm still alive. I think I said I had 15. That's right. So yes. Sir, uh, Gawain was attacked, but he attacked for 10. So now, uh, who's going to attack you next? Let's roll. I'm not going to say they're all going to attack you, because they're still, some of them are freaked out. So uh, either Gareth, Garlon, Percival, or Arthur. Oh, Arthur's going to attack you. He's, he's oh. had enough of this. Because I attacked his cousin. <laughs> oh, he had two weapons. Uh, that's his thing. Well. That's they don't say that in the deities and demigods. You need to talk to uh, Jim Warren, Warren and say yeah. there's a whole generation of people who don't realize how that works. Because have you read the Arthurian tales, Dan? I have not, and 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 neither have I. Okay, so I'm a 14th level paladin. So, so what you're saying is we're uniquely qualified to run this. That's Dan. right. Oh, I may have missed. Oh, I hope so. Could that actually have been the case? Oh, he has a plus five sword. <laughs> no, I what? No, he's plus two. Wait, who is Excalibur it? Is a plus oh, my five God, sword it is. Shot. Yeah, that's Excalibur. <laughs> that's right. Oh, no. Yes, I did hit you. <laughs> oh, there's going to be rabbit blood all over the place. Oh. <laughs> yeah, just the plus alone kills me. Yes, you take... You can roll a zero. You take 13 points of damage. Oh. Oh, yeah, it's true. I, oh, I forgot that because they're so high level, Sir Gawain would have got two attacks. I didn't, I didn't even do that, so... 
So but, I'm like on the ground twitching because I'm not a negative 10 yet. Bind right. me. You're bleeding out. You're bleeding out. You're like. You're lawful good. You need to bind me. No. You're a paladin. No, you. I should lay on hands, you. You should. All right. See, I'm I, do, I'm, you know what? I'm going to give you. I'm going to do a reaction roll. Maybe I feel sympathy, pity on yes. you. Yes. Oh, the poor bunny is my bad British accent. Even though he's much. even though he's slain Sir Lancelot, he deserves. He's one of God's creatures. Oh, 87. I'm gonna say you got a favorable reaction. Okay. He's gonna lay on hands to you. Now what do you do? You're at full hit points again. Oh, well I'm attacking. <laughs> what? Oh, why? What are you? Why are you so you're, you're lawful stupid. <laughs> What's your intelligence, Arthur? I don't know. 18. That's strange. <laughs> Jim, Jim Ward made a mistake. <laughs> Should be an 8. Drop that 1. All right. He is. He's like, gather around, knights, even though uh, dear Lancelot is slain. We, uh, we, will, we will talk to this foul bunny and redeem it. It is Easter time. Yes, here, here. <laughs> That's fair. You, we should do a reaction roll for the bunny because you're parlaying that's now, right? Right. right. I'm so parlaying. I, okay. So can I roll percentile? Sure. I'll roll for the reaction roll. Okay. And he's got a high charisma. He has an 18 charisma. Yes. Oh, 61 plus the charisma bonus. I don't know if that's plus 15 or something like oh, that. That's a lot. 18 is like plus 35 reaction. I think we may have just actually resolve this dispute this yeah. may be the last time i think the story ends well i mean other than of course the decapitation i think the story ends well other than the decapitation. so 61 what's what's a charisma bonus First edition. <laughs> reaction roll for charisma is plus 35 so what did you roll oh my 61 so that's 96 oh my goodness that's got to be good well yeah i'm uh I'm like immediately your friend or flipping, something. I'm like, flipping, I'm your friend. Uh, page 63 of the Dungeon Masters. What do you say, 96? Yeah. Enthusiastically friendly, immediate acceptance. Oh, so I like joined, I'm like a knight of the round table. I'm the bunny of the round table. Okay. Oh, James, that was wonderful. Wasn't that great? We don't have to, I think we could have to an end here. We're not, this is it. We just, we're, we're done with this. Yeah. And with that, we're going to celebrate by eating peeps. I'm really, I'm, I'm really sorry about. No! Ah! <laughs> yeah, then they eat them. <laughs> yeah. So three hours later, it's a rabbit stew. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry about killing Lancelot and Arthur. Do you, do you forgive me? Yeah. Let's take his head back and turn him into a. Uh, we should turn him into a zombie. Maybe they can stitch it back on. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Take his head. Wow, that peep is good. That's some good peeps. Peeps are good. But, but, but your peep pleasure goes up, 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 and then, and then the more you have, it starts going down, yeah, down, yeah. down. Okay. That was, that was, and, and it's, you can just see the powdered sugar in this thing. So every time uh, Dan says something that's super funny, I'm going to eat a peep. That's going to be the, it's like the drinking game, the peep game. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll try to say something funny. I can't say uh, anything on this show. So. Okay. Um, so a guy walks into a bar with a dog. And he says, hey. Oh, he says, hey, my dog can talk. 
And he goes, look, look, um, ask him, uh, ask him what is on the outside of a tree. So the guy goes, okay, what's on the outside of a tree? And the dog goes, bark, bark. He's like, oh, that's really funny. He's like, no, 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 seriously. He's like, uh, ask him, uh, who's the greatest baseball player of all time? He's all right. Who's the greatest baseball player of all time? And the dog goes, roof, roof. Like, okay, that's really funny guys. Get out of here. Get out of my bar. So they walk out. The guy and his dog are standing there, and the dog looks up to the guy and goes, DiMaggio? <laughs> I didn't get a peep. <laughs> All right, no, no peep for James. Sorry. Well, I got to right. pace my peep. You know, I'm not a diabetic, but based on the first peep I had, I got to be careful. Eat, yeah, consuming that's peep, true. So. That's true. Okay. It's going to have to be, it's going to have to be dice cleaning Vic level stuff. So. Well, very good. Thanks to all who played along with us. Of course, people were very unhappy that, uh, well, yeah, he, 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 they were, well, that's true. So Jonathan said, he, he, because he went under zero, he wouldn't have been able to attack for one week because. <laughs> that's true. He needed a week of rest. Well, that's why I didn't attack. That's why you I'm not stupid. The dice don't lie. That's exactly, exactly right. Exactly. We don't know why things happen, but we just know. Right. That the dice don't lie. Right. The dice knew, the bunny knew that he couldn't make an attack. He's biding his time. Oh, he, wait. Can I roll? Can I, we go back in time? I need to roll for divine intervention to see if some godling comes and kills them all. Okay? Absolutely. Okay. Nope, 27. All right, see? And then everyone is, the world is happy with this. And the bunny's biding his time. Basically, he's waiting for the week yeah. to go by, and then he's going to... And he's, and he's really hoping that this quest, they have brought rations with them because they're going to start looking at this rabbit. Right. Yeah. Okay. That, was, that was awesome. Uh, uh, so I must see. Okay. There's a peep game. Okay, I'm just reading some of the hopefully chat. Gollum, hopefully Gollum's not nearby. No. He likes rabbits. He does like it? rabbits. Rat, right, a rabbit stew coming up. Ah, perfect. All right. Excellent. Uh, so and of course, there's people I and, and Menyon has uh, our dear friend from Japan has read Le Morte de Arthur, which sounds long. Yeah, right. Yeah, I I read The Hobbit and I considered myself pretty happy that I read it. I'm like, yeah, this was long. You look at, and then then you showed Lord of the Rings. Like, oh my gosh, no, <laughs> it's, it's too not, long. It's not happening. So with that. We now go to Miscellaneous Magic. So this is the segment of the show where we roll up a random magic item and we talk about it because right. we love talking about a plus one dagger. So there's so much you can talk about with it. <laughs> I believe we're in the 70s, aren't we? No, where are we? No, no we're it's, much further. It's like 100 and something. I don't know what And 21. Thank you. What was of I the thinking? Dungeon, of the Dungeon Master's Guide. I was in combat. Okay. Uh, I see. We're on table three, correct? Yes, table three. Okay. Would you like to roll? Uh, no, I would like you to roll. It's oh, just... you're very kind. Sometimes I feel like I'm an opposite die rolls. Okay. 47. It's a miscellaneous magic oh, good. table E1. Perfect. Good job. See, that's why oh, I, 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 probably, I would have rolled the scroll like we did last time. So. You know about E1. Okay, here it is. All right. I'm rolling again you on roll E1. roll 17, which would be artifact or relic, which remember we went back and forth on, so yes. That is so awesome. Yes, because we decided that you could, you could find in just like a little whatever fire beetle layer. Well, that's like finding the ring. I'm sure we're repeating ourselves. I'm rolling. Yep. Six. Ah. 
Oh my! Oh, there we go. Do you know this? The dice don't lie because you know Stephen Marsh has done a lot of work on planar travel. Yes. When we tell when we tell our listeners what we rolled. We rolled we rolled the amulet of the planes. Amulet of the planes. Today's the exciting. Uh, uh, <laughs> people, so they they uh, they are responding to my comment that the Arthurian tales of knights or whatever Arthur is very long, and they're like basically trashing us because we're Americans. So wait, why? How did I get involved in this? <laughs> They're lumping Americans together. That's right. Well, that's you know. All right, you're known by your associates. Oh, look, there's more. James, I'm startled. There's more dice rolling to be done, apparently. Wonderful. So the Amulet of the Plains, I'm on page 137 of the DMG. I know nothing about the Amulet of Plains. Do you, James? I I think we... Didn't we give that out to some... Someone had the Amulet of the Plains recently, but go ahead. The Amulet of the Plains is a device which enables the individual possessing it to transport himself or herself instantly... To or from any one of the upper levels. Oh, here we go again. Upper levels oh, of the. <laughs> God, <no>. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. The upper level. James, you're going to have to handle the, the discussion with, with uh, Mr. Marsh on the planes, okay? Because, you know, my head just can't. I, I'm not good with it. I'm not good with the planes. <laughs> this is so first edition. It is. Okay. Upper levels of the outer. Oh. So, okay, James, hold on. You'll be proud of me. So I know the outer planes, that's all that business where you take, hold on, hold on. You take the astral plane to the outer planes. Yes. And now there's upper levels. Now I do know that the lower level. Already, Dave, it's like ask Dan about the ethereal plane. It's everywhere. <laughs> it surrounds. It's all, it's, it's there surrounding you. And there's gorgons there. <laughs> right, that's, and that's right. Gorgons right? and Medusa are just. Laying. I don't want to be in the ethereal plane. Um, so, uh, what the upper levels? Now, I know there's the lower planes of of hell, right? Things like that. Okay. So, what are the upper levels? Just like the top, like level. Then, so basically, you drop off at the like entranceway, off the exit ramp, the ethereal plane. So, in other words, you can't just dive down and deep. So, you're just going to be. It's like a slide. You're going to be. You're going to be taken right to level, to level one, right? That's right. It's the ground floor, no pun intended, right. of the building known it's as the It's got like plane. the star. It's the one on the elevator. It's got the star next. Did That's you right. know it's that? The lobby. Star is, right. It's Let's the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Uh, no, no, no. James, don't do that. We're going to get banned again. Oh, yeah, it's true. That's not good. That's, no. <laughs> That's right. That didn't, you didn't hear that. You didn't hear that. So you can go to the lobby of any of the outer planes. Okay, that's, that's right. pretty cool. I like that. This travel is absolutely absolutely safe, which so is shocking. Way- that to me is the most important thing. And I think Amulet of the Planes. I think there may have been one in the G series or D series. That's where I think I remember seeing that because someone got one and they're like, "What am I going to use this for?" I'm like, "It's because it's amazing." So but- you can have more than so. There's more of these. There's a lot of these animals floating around. So you this could is be not like, like one of the. You could be like a blondie when you're singing your rap song and have just a whole bunch of amulets of the planes. Very cool. Okay. Now, and just, absolutely- and yeah. just to show you, because I, I know this is probably dumb for me, but I'm showing on page 115. It's also in the player's handbook. This is the outer planes. And see, you go to the first right. plane. And then this, so like the abyss, 
you you land here, then you have to descend into the abyss. Right. So if we wanted to go to like six sixty three of the abyss, we'd have a long. We'd have well, to like we figure out. We were there. figuring out how to get there, and it was so Got painful. It. Yep, that's Got exactly it. right. And it's absolutely safe, so I don't have to take the dangerous ethereal plane, which is nice. I don't have to take I four. Okay. Right. Well, and, I, and and you don't have to take the astral plane, which is also dangerous. Everything is dangerous. Oh, sorry. The, I meant the astral. That's what I meant, actually. Yes, I don't take the astral plane. But until the individual learns the device, oh, I got to learn it. Transport will be. Ra- oh, Gary, I love it. I love the random. So until I figure out how to do it, I just end up anywhere. That's horrible. Roll d6. One to three. Do not add twelve. Four to six. Add twelve. Right. It's the same and, thing we do. Okay. Uh, to 12 for, oh, oh, it's a 1 to 24. Yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it's it. So a D12 and a D6. Let's see. Okay. Let's oh, where see are we where going? We're going? Exactly. Let's do it. All right. All right. A D12. You don't use a D12 that often. No. Okay. Here, here, right. Okay. I rolled a straight up five. Oh, the, the ha- happy hunting grounds. The happy hunting grounds. We're off to the happy hunting grounds. Is that chaotic good? I feel What's like happy it hunting? is. That's nice. We should ask, what is the happy hunting grounds? Oh, why do the nine hells get two? That's so rude. Oh, and the abyss has, that's mean. The seven heavens have two, but the abyss and the nine hells? The prime material plane? Wait, why am I going to the prime material plane? Well, that's not an outer the, plane. You can have the alt, alternate ones. Oh, because, yeah, because that's not an outer plane, is it? Right. Isn't, isn't, isn't an outer, it's an inner plane, right? Yeah, but you would need to be able to get back. That's the idea. Oh my gosh, you mean I'm bouncing around like the rabbit? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you're right. Like, I'm just like, keep using it. Right. So I'm like, you're in the abyss. Ah, it's like a movie. You're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, right? right and then exactly. you use it again, zoom. So it's okay. Wayne's World. Boom, boom, boom. Right. Okay. So we're in the happy hunting grounds. Oh, and then you go to the ethereal, the astral, the prime, earth. Okay. So how do I learn to use it? Right, I have to. Is there like a is there is there a a manual? Well, of the planes, there is a manual of the planes, but that's I don't know if that'll help you. No, right, because I have to. It says I have to learn it. Isn't there a manual of the planes, or did I just make that up? Oh, manual of the planes a, is the book. It's a book. It's, it's a book that we have. That's right. It's the book I, Grub, you have. Grub bought, uh, made right. Grub, what's his first name? Yes, Jeff Grub. Jeff Grub, thank you. Not Steve Marshall. I talk about that. Even Marshall was gonna do. He was collaborating with Gary. Yeah. On a manual of the planes and didn't happen. And, and Jeff Grubb did it. So, okay. So this is kind of cool. So can I take people with me if they're holding on? So I've got all sorts of questions because I want my party to come along. So can, can I bring people? That is also a very good question. We don't know. I it, guess this well, is, it says the individual, if you have, we have to read it as it says. Possessing it can transport himself or herself instantly. So what I would do, what people do, is they take a bag of holding or usually a portable hole. They throw the party members into the portable hole, oh. and then the, mm-hmm. the person does the manual. And then they, that's, what, that's what the strike team. Uh, right. That's what we used to do. That's what my party did when someone gave out a portable hole. That was your friend Ed. Now, 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 now arriving. Now arriving in the abyss, right. right? So you like arrive, you're right? in the portable hole, and you can kind of like you open. Know, it's like an airport, and you're, you've landed. Well, but Come on, guys, you're at the abyss. But it's very dangerous to do that because. Uh, oh, they also want to know David and Menu want to know if they, you have enough room at your house to if they come for Grogcon. 
um, I'll get back to them. Wow, that, that's horrible. No, no. Boo, boo, Dan. They're coming from Asia and you're in, in yes. Australia. You're not going to have room for them? Of course. Actually, actually Menyon and David, if you came all, whoever the farthest person who came to GrogCon, I almost feel like we would figure something out for them. Yes. If you, if yeah. you're, if you left your home country to come here, we mm-hmm. could figure something out. We'd either get them accommodations or they could stay with one of us. They can stay in my house as long as they're not allergic to cats. They yeah, wouldn't yeah, want well, to. Well, that's what they that. said. You have to, as yes. long as you're not allergic to cats. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, we do need. We we are going to. We need to get some pictures of your foster cats. We're we're deciding to do a patron uh, find familiar. We're going to call it. You can sponsor mm-hmm. a cat through patron. You can set up a separate account. If that's something you're interested in, put something in the chat. You'd be like two or three dollars a month, and you could name the familiar to be fine familiar. Dan okay. does love you. He just loves his cats more than you, Menyon. Well, it. I was actually thinking about I would need to consult with with my spouse. Ah. Of course. Okay, that's really what I was thinking about. I mean, obviously, I'd more than welcome them. I just, you know, before I invite a house guest, you really, it seems it should be a joint decision. Well, Menyon loves cats, number one. Number two, the last time, I'm just saying, now this is, this may be controversial. uh, Mm -hmm. The last time someone was supposed to stay at your house, Mm -hmm. and they didn't stay at their house. Whose house did they stay at? They stayed at your house. (laughs) That's right. Oh, they, yes. Of course you guys can stay at my house. The uh, more, the merrier. Exactly. That's what it was supposed to be. They were staying at your house. And then all of a sudden, they're staying at my house. Yeah. So, so yes, you absolutely, Dave, please. I encourage you. Yes, David, you can come. Uh, Manion, please. And actually, okay, ready for this? My wife would like to meet Manion. She's a fan. She is? Yes. Really? Well, she listened to, I had his podcast going. And she heard it, and she loved his voice, and she was immediately trying to identify, you know, because my wife is a, is a bit of an Anglophile, and she was immediately trying to identify uh, where he was from originally in England, if I recall. So well, yeah, he's he's got an interesting background. So yes, yeah, so there's a little Scottish going on there too. Yes, that's my understanding via mm-hmm. Canada. Um, mm-hmm. Again, uh, another shameless plug. We talked about David Minion has a wonderful podcast, Confessions of a Wee Timmer's Bushy, on Anchor which is a wonderful podcasting community. Do you know, and so as you know, I sent you this thing yeah, where is this computer program. Yeah. Right. This computer program so we could sound Brit to change our voices to sound British because I figured, you know, all the best podcasts, <laughs> right. right? I mean, Grognard Files mm-hmm. wins the best, you know, podcast. We were almost, we were almost nominated, right? right? Almost. We were almost nominated. Almost nominated. Um, and, uh, so I wanted us to be British. I figured that was our way to be more popular. And I sent you this computer program. And I don't know if you realize this. It was an April Fool's joke. It was yeah. not real. What's that? An, the the program. I sent you that link about a program. Oh, that was fake. Yeah. It's yeah. It's. I didn't. It I find one that's did it. I I thought I got a voice changer. And it's, well, if you can find a voice changer to make us sound British, I would really want you to do that. I think it's really our only chance at this point. Okay. Welcome just, to Grog Talk. Right, and just to warn you, if we're doing. Bard infiltrating. We got to get going. This thing is enormous, the background. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I need to. Well, I just wanted to warn you. It's really long. Oh, I don't have British here, but I have uh, I have helium. Welcome to Grog Talk. Welcome to Grog be like the chipmunks. Yeah, I guess. I need to find a British one. But that one was oh, fake. 
That would be great. That was fake. Uh, and, and yes, I would, I would, I, I have an ancient book of my mother's recipes, unfortunately, who got it from her mother. And it says things like add salt, like yes. in the recipe. Yeah, I'm familiar with these. Uh, yeah. So how much salt? So now I have to try to emulate the size of a four foot five Greek woman, my grandmother, and try to figure out what the volume of salt, because I'm sure she pinched. What are you talking about? How, where did I miss something? Why are we talking about you cooking? Uh, Menyon asked, "Does James do Greek food, or is that ethnic profiling?" Oh. So oh. I have a I I've made leg of lamb, which is like kind of the standard thing, and some other Greek food, but the recipes literally say pinch of salt, so that I'd have to figure right. out. Well, you know there are measuring spoons that actually will have a pinch, a dash, a smidgen. But they're American ones. This is Greek. That's true. I have to emulate a small four foot. I think she was like four foot five when she. Oh, like her pinch, it. like how much her pinch would be, like right. her finger size. Right. Exactly. It. It's kind of like it's whatever like gnome right. size. I need a gnome. Right. I need. I you should have kept so. them. You could have kept her fingers as like little. All right, that's wrong. I'm, I'm sorry, James. Ooh. That was rude. Yeah, that was rude. About my withdrawn. Dead withdrawn. grandmother. That's, withdrawn. It's very sad. Okay. It yeah. is. Well, maybe we'll go dig her up that she's in St. Pete, so we can. That could be could be one of our trips if you'd like. Well, we have, okay. Do you have a crowbar? She's in a mausoleum, so we'd need. Uh, <laughs> is she really? Yes. You come. You come for money? What? I don't know. They wanted. They wanted. They wanted to be buried above ground. I don't know. What do you want me to tell okay. You? All right. At least that's what they said. That's another story mm-hmm. that I have to say, but I'm not going to say it now because it would it would make me a little sad. So I'm, I'm not. I don't feel. I don't want to be sad today. So. Okay. No. But it is it is hilarious. I have to tell you offline. Okay. Okay. Goat is delicious. Uh, goat is delicious. Go delicious. Go delicious. Exactly. <laughs> so we did miscellaneous magic, which was amulet of planes. It's mm-hmm. a, you know the problem with the planes, of course, is if you're low level and you get this, you're probably instantly dead. Uh, but it's it's a really cool thing. Start of you know it it could be the centerpiece of a great uh, campaign. It could be the whole campaign. It's just Using the amulet of the planets. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now we're on to have we ever played a bard while dancing in the moonlight, whatever we call it. Do you know how long it took us to do the last one? Uh, when I listened to last year's episode, the Easter special, mm-hmm. we were doing the Have You Ever Been a Gnome Illusionist? And that we just finished that. Gnome Illusionist or the Wizard? Oh, no, you're right. We did do one in between. I forgot. So no, it hasn't been that. It wasn't that bad. So now we're moving on to: Have you ever played a bard infiltrating the Assassins Guild? So for those of you who are new to the show, this is the segment where we go through a basically a quiz, an AD and nothing says fun like a quiz, an AD and D quiz from First Encounter Magazine, which was published by our friend Kelly Villamere in the early 80s out of Canada, and you are going to get to each episode state. It basically choose your own adventure, what you're going to do. So here we go. The Have You, which will, this is Kelly's intro, the Have You, which will appear in almost every issue of this magazine, is a quiz designed to test your skill as a fantasy role player, plus to test your knowledge of AD&D rules, monsters, etc., as per the TSR handbooks. This mini-tester quiz offers adventure in various caverns, rooms, or wherever where you are to choose what seems to be the best decisions on handling 
your type of encounter. In certain cases, your best choice may be one which will minimize the damage taken but cannot prevent damage altogether. In every issue, we hope we'll have this mini test using different races and character classes where you decide the fate of your player. How to play is simple. Pick the best choice for every situation, then check the answer sheet to see what is the result of your choice. Good luck, Heli. P. Villamere. So, okay, so this is for Bard, and here's, so keep your stats, because you got to remember your hit points. We are North Runner, James. We are all North Runner. Okay? That's our character. We are neutral good. And is there a character, is there alignment restrictions on Bards? I thought you had to be lawful. No, you had to be neutral somewhere? Or yeah, I thought you had to be lawful. I think you can't be not lawful. Oh, yeah, what's going on? Okay. And no, just I'll, let I'll look it up. Go ahead, keep going. And just to let everyone know, this uh, segment is optional this time. Right, because this is it's bards. Yeah, bards are you optional. Don't, you don't have, you to, don't have to do it. So you're a fighter, thief, bard. We are level 7, 8, 12. That's pretty high. We're up to 12th level bard. They must remain neutral. That's what they have to be. But they okay. can be chaotic, evil, good, or lawful if they wish. So you could be a neutral, evil bard. You could be. Okay, that'd be very cool. We are a neutral, good bard. We are wearing leather armor. We have a cloak plus two. The only supplies you have is 50 feet of rope and a water skin. We have a plus three broadsword, two throwing daggers, uh, 16, intellig uh, 16 strength, 14 intelligence, 17 wisdom, 18 dex, 12 con, 17 charisma, magic items. What is this? A Kanaith, C-A-N-A-I-T-H, a Kanaith mandolin. Is that a magic? Or is that cure serious wounds? Dispel magic, protection from lightning, 10 feet, radius one slash day each. So is that a magic item, a Kanaith mandolin? I assume it's a special instrument. Yeah, I think, where is that? Didn't we see that? Oh, a this is going to take complicated. We, we don't know anything about bards, no, James. No, we know nothing about bards because they're optional. <laughs> we don't use them. So while you look up to see if you can find anything about the Kanaith mandolin, the spells you have are fairy fire, two of them, entangle, Detect snares and pits, speak with animals, cure light wounds, obscurement, warp wood, call lightning, cure disease, tree, neutral tree. Oh, so, okay, so page 148 is the Kanaith mandolin. You look that up. I'm going to be right back. Okay. I didn't realize we were going here. Hold on. What page? Oh, is it on the DMG? DMG. 148. Got it. Kanaith mandolin. Oh, there it is. So the mandolin is 70% likely to cause 5 to 20 hit points of damage upon any non-bard or bard under the 11th level who attempts to utilize its powers by playing it. An 11th level or higher bard. Oh, that must be why this bard, Northrunner, is level 12. So we can use this thing. An 11th level or higher bard is able to employ the instrument to add 25% to his or her charming ability, and also to cast the following spells once per day. That's where this comes from. Cure serious wounds, dispel magic, and cast protection from lightning in a 10-foot radius. So it's just describing what the Kanaith mandolin does. Uh, special abilities, you have charm 53% plus 25% with the mandolin for a total of 78%. Legend lore is at 45%. We can also transform into a bird, reptile, or mammal three times a day. Note, you may use the cure spells or any curative at your discretion after each encounter. Cure light wounds, six hit points are restored. Cure serious wounds, 14 hit points are restored. So that is North Runner. Here then is the background and your first choice. So 
um, grab a cup of coffee, settle in. Is that so? Is that did we learn something cool about the mandolin? Yeah. So the mandolin is it allows us to cure serious wounds, dispel magic, and protection from lighting one time per day. So it's and you got to be eleventh level bars. So oh. uh, you got to be pretty high level. And you know what's great about it is, oh no, wait, that's the loop. That's what I got to do now. I got to play the mandolin when we do it. That's awesome. There you go. So Very so, cool. Very since cool. Since it's a mandolin, I, I don't know how to play it, but I can just... But you have... It. Hold it up. Can I see? So you have the man... That's a man... You have a mandolin. This is a mandolin. Yes. Very nice. There you go. Happy... Happy... Wait, happy so can you... So can you play like mob... Uh, like mob rules on a mandolin or something like... Play some metal on a mandolin. Okay. Breaking the law, breaking the yes. law, breaking the law, breaking the law. There I was, completely wasted, out yeah. of something town. There you go. That's, that's I wonder if that is the first time in the history of the world that breaking the law has been played on a mandolin. <laughs> Possible, right? So the guitar, the fret, uh, the way the strings are done, they're actually upside down of a guitar. So I, that's, I have to like translate everything from guitar to a mandolin. So this oh. is E, this is A, this is D, this is G. It's like driving in England. Yes, it's like driving in England if I were to do that. So that's right. So Okay, well, that was very cool. So, so you have when, the Knaith mandolin. Yeah, so this is my Knaith mandolin. Uh, this is actually a cheap uh, Ibanez one, which because I'm not good enough to warrant an expensive one but if i have to cast a spell now i'm ready to do that you are you're a, you are a bard you're a real life bard why do i have an instrument you can't play well i can sort of play it uh did you I'm, hear breaking the law did they uh, not hear that that's right yeah. oh i should do a spinal tap on it that's right very good so i'm ready you can play you're gonna play that at GrotCon. i if you if People are so drunk that they want to hear me play a mandolin at GrogCon. I'd be happy to do that. You should at least play our theme song from the beginning of the show. Ooh, you wrote that, right? That's right. I did write that. I could, uh, Pelinor? Yes, I'm gonna, the, the Fate of Pelinor. I'm going to work on that while you do your introduction. Okay. So do the introduction. i got to figure it out. So you're going to do the... I will talk, I, I'm going to read the introduction. Here Perfect. we go. And this is by John Frazier. As you walk through the gates of the city of Orlo, that's interesting. Orlo is uh, from uh, 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 was it uh, Bill Summers had uh, had Orlo, Orlo's magic inventions, I believe. Your rumbling stomach informs you of your hunger. Food is plentiful in this settlement, but to get food you need gold. And juggling from the intensity of the hunger pang, unjudging, sorry, I'm thinking bar juggling. And judging from the intensity of the hunger pangs you're suffering from, you'll need a lot of gold. Unfortunately, you have no gold on your person, but you do have your mandolin, which was awarded to you for achieving the highest grades in your college last year. So you step into the nearest tavern and find a place to sit out. You clear your voice and strum your instrument a few times. People in the tavern begin to gather around, and a song lifts from your lips, backed by the enchanting melody emanating from your mandolin. There you go. Your song, your song carries through beautifully, as usual, and the people applaud with vigor. The people applaud with vigor. 
coins? I hope you do you have do you have coins tossing noise? Co you do. That's right. Sort of. Coins are tossed to your feet in appreciation of your service. This is going very well. I don't think anything bad is going to happen in this. Exactly. You begin to count the reward as people disperse back to their tables. I got a bad feeling, James. 79 gold pieces. What a take. And for one song, too. As you begin to decide what to order, an elderly gentleman approaches you. This is like one of my things that I would write. It's like going on forever. With anxious eyes, he seats himself at your table and begins to speak. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you are not a bard. Oh, are you not? Sorry. <laughs> you are not. Are you not? <laughs> I should have read this last night. Correct me if I'm wrong, but are you not a bard? I thought it was going to take an interesting twist. You're not a bard, are you? You're a pony. You're, you nod your head in reply. Then, Bard, you're in the best position to help me. My name is Katil, and I am the merchant chancellor of this city. You hear that? The merchant chancellor of this city. O only a few days ago, my daughter. Oh, no. Here it comes. What happened, do you think, to his daughter, Aurora, James? Um, dead? Oh. Kidnapped. Of course, kidnapped. It's the beginning of every adventure. Aurora was kidnapped by members of the Assassin's Guild. Why are they... Why are they... Should they just kill her? Kill, right. They're, they're, You're no, right. You're thinking Assassin's they Guild. They branched out. They're now assassins and kidnappers. That's right. Yes. We don't just kill anymore. Yeah, the economy's down, and they're branching out. Okay. I appeal to the city governor for help, but he refuses to interfere with the operations of the guild. The guild master has sent me a message telling me to give the guild control over the trade of this city or my daughter will die by slow torture. Now, we're, okay, I like this guild. They're good, don't you think? Yep, they are good. They too. are branching out. It's like the good. mafia. That's right. It's murder, is, murder Incorporated is not as good as uh, they're yeah. branching out the kidnapping. Yeah, Full service. Well, well, to take over, the, they're, they're going to take over the uh, the merchant trade here. I've spoken to countless mercenaries in the past week, but all are afraid of opposing the guild. I have but two more days of grace before I must give my answer to the guild master. I now ask you, no, beg of you to help me by rescuing my daughter from the clutches of those criminals. You look at Katil with experienced eyes and see that he's indeed speaking the truth. As you begin to ponder the merits of helping the old man, he adds, I could make you a very rich man, Bard. This makes up your mind, and very quickly you accept the job. Besides, you never did like assassins. You glance over the merchant's shoulder and see a dark figure beating a hasty retreat out of the tavern. A spy? Oh, well. There's nothing much you can do about it now. The merchant buys you... Yeah, he really should have taken you like to the back or something, shouldn't he? He's just talking out in the open. Okay. The merchant buys you a filling meal, and you set out into the cool early evening air with a clear, cloudless sky, pondering on where the best place to start looking for clues to lead to the Assassin's Guild is. As you walk down the cobblestone street, a tall, handsome individual approaches you. He carries a sword by his side and is wearing... <laughs> Your plays make me laugh. It is inspiring me to like make it more story-like, though. Okay, let me back. So, as you walk down the cobblestone street, a tall, handsome individual approaches you. He carries a sword by his side and is wearing leather armor and a cloak. 
When he sees you, he smiles and walks over. Now that he's closer, you see a loot slung over his back. Another bard? Oh, why not? In any case, you could use the company. The other bard speaks first and says, Greetings, friend. My name is Prussian of the Klee College. He returned the greeting by saying, And greetings to you, Prussian. I am Northrunner of the Knaith College. Prussian smiles and says, Where are you headed? I have heard rumors of your deal. Boy, word spread fast, wow. didn't Right? People, well, the guy ran out. I mean, yeah. Would you like some assistance at this friendly offer? You A. Ah, okay, here we go, James. It's time for our choices. So you have, we, we North Runner, have been approached by Procyon and, and offers that sounds assistance. Like a, that sounds like a drug. Procyon should be only, you know, given Procyon. to... It's like a bomb. Bombs yeah, can be very unpredictable. Right. Procyon. Put on Procyon. Okay. So, A1. Proceed to waste. And James, try not to die in the first room. All right. The first segment. Okay. Yep. Do we know how many hit points we have? Did I say? Where was that? Probably like 400. Oh, Bard. Yes, 105. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Bards won't, uh, Jonathan says, Bards won't associate with other Bards until 23rd level. Hmm, that's the answer. Oh, he gave away, oh, you gave away. Oh, he shouldn't, oh. You're cheating, James, you cheated. Should have kept that to yourself. Okay, what's the answers? What's the choice? Okay, one was proceed to waste this presuming goon with your sword. (laughs) Okay, so it's attack the guy. Two. One A is it, one is attack, yep. Cast control temperature. Hmm. Are you recalled? A 10-foot radius and fry him. By raising the te- oh my god, that's disgusting! And fry him by raising the temperature 150 degrees. You can do what is that? That's disgusting. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's possible. But okay, Bards? maybe. Yeah, well, it's a call light. It's, I think it's a call lightning. Control. Temp- so we control temperature for oh, you control temperature for you ten foot. Maybe, maybe this is going to give us a new appreciation for Bards, James. Maybe this is what Kelly right. was thinking. Right. So you can control the temperature around you, and then you like call lightning. I guess. Okay, These are all, wow. This is all news to me. So, Three, attempt to charm him with your singing and suggest that he should kill himself. <laughs> is that, this is a very it's a dark. John Frey, we didn't have this guy in the show. This is very dark. Um, okay. Will people kill themselves with suggestion? I don't think They're they will. But I, that's my guess. I don't think so. Four, trust this brave, kind fellow and let him help you. James, you should do four. Okay. Trust this brave fellow. Five, let him help you, but stay wary with your hand on your sword hilt. Six, cast obscurement and escape. Seven, cast entangle on him and make him talk. Oh, that's interesting. Eight, call lightning and blow him away. So I don't know how this was uh, different. I don't know what control temperature is. Somebody needs to help us. Nine is cast fairy fire and attack him with your sword. Ten is throw a dagger at him and then run. Okay, so there it is. One, yep. waste him with your sword. Ten, cast control temperature, ten foot radius. So we need to, does someone need to look up a control temperature? What spell is that? Bars don't have special spells, do they? Well, they, get, well, they, they become druids. They have, they have access to druid spells. So this is druid. So this would be a druid spell. I, I, control? Think, I think. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> this is not new for us. We don't. Yeah, but this is important, James, because we need to learn about druids, I think. Not really. I think optional. we. They're optional. It's like I didn't. I, I went my whole life without reading the Arthurial Knights, and I learned everything I needed to learn from the de- deities and demigods. The only reason it's not good is because people have actually read it. 
You know what is going to happen here? So James, James and Dan did a podcast to teach others about first edition. But in the end, they learned something about themselves. This is so first That's right. That's right. <laughs> I should play over that. Okay. Control. I don't. There it is. It's a fourth level druid spell, James. Control temperature is a fourth level druid spell. So I'm going to. I'm flipping and turning. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone found it yet? Uh, okay. Hold on. There it is. And it's short, James. It's on page 59 of the player's handbook. When this spell is cast by a bard, the temperature surrounding the bard can be altered by nine degrees Fahrenheit per level of exp- oh my gosh, this is disgusting, James. Per level of experience of the spellcaster, either upwards or downwards. Thus, a tenth level druid could raise the surrounding temperature from one to ninety degrees, or lower it by one to ninety. The spell the spell lasts for a number of turns. Oh my, upwards or downwards. But 150 degrees won't fry him. He'll just be hot. He's not going to die. <laughs> fry! And he's just like, are you hot? Are you warm? It's like, it's, hot like it's really hot. I mean, they'd be... Fry! Fry! It's not even boiling water. It's like... <laughs> Death Valley um, hot. What does it say? It says... Oh, wait a second, James. Wait, but it says by raising it to 150... Hold on. Okay. So he's, I guess he's claiming that the temperature is 60 degrees now, and he's going to raise it. It's nine. Know. It's nine degrees per level he's of the spellcaster. That's right. So do I get to count? Do I get to count as an eleventh? Yeah, so I get to count as that level. Yeah, you're eleventh level bard. Oh, okay. So I can go to 150. Right. Okay. With 150, so that's, that's hot, but you don't mm. boil, you don't fry people with that. I don't think it's not even <laughs> oven. I mean, that's like <laughs> it's keep warm. <laughs> All right, that doesn't well, even maybe... cook chicken. Remember, chicken has to be internal temperature of 165. It's not, it's not safe. You're, the person's not even safe to eat. You can't eat him. You can't even eat the dude. He's just dangerous. Okay. Well, maybe that's the point. Maybe he's testing to see, like, do you know that that's okay? But it is. But it would be pretty uncomfortable. 150 degrees, though? Yes, it would be uncomfortable. It would be him. really uncomfortable. I would definitely run away from that part. I'm going to do it because I think it's pretty cool. But it also doesn't make it, it sounds like it affects the, him too. When the spell is cast by the druid, in this case bard, the temperature yeah. surrounding, so he'd be hot too. So that Oh, yeah, you're right. It's a terrible idea. It's not really an offensive spell. Right. I don't know. What it, What does it do? What's well, the if you're super cold or hot, yes. you could reduce the temperature. Right. So it's not it's your meant own air to be, conditioning. it's not meant to be as, as Stephen Marsh would tell you, it's not meant to be a spell like our artillery. Right. It's not it's not artillery. It's not artillery. artillery. It's like you're uncomfortable. It's like you're having a fight with your spouse over the temperature and you you like you raise it up or you go somewhere and you're cold, you're drafted. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, and so John's like a fever of 120. Yes, if you had a fever of 120, but you're not going to get a fever of 120 in 40 minutes or whatever this is. It's well, it's it's well wait a second. It just raises the temperature around you though. It doesn't make your internal temperature, right? right? Yeah, it's like the out the amp, the temperature out. It doesn't Make everything 150 degrees. It just says, are you in like a microwave? Yeah, this is not a microwave. Yeah. <laughs> well, why no, no? Yeah, so it's just 100. Oh, these players. They, yeah, that was like I want everything to be 150 degrees. Well, then oh, you're. Wait a second. Yeah, but okay, but wait a second. 150 degrees. I mean, aren't you gonna? Can you survive at 150 150 degree temperature? What happens to you? It's hot. You're hot. It well, sucks. I think you're understating it a little. I mean, 104 is hot. 150? 
150. I don't know. People that you have died. been Death Valley is 130. So. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. It's <laughs> really, you're really, really, you're really, really, really uncomfortable. Oh, that would be a funny spell though. Like the guards are standing there and you're behind the tree and you make it 150 degrees. Yeah. So for two and a half hours, you, you, you're cooking people. But my opinion is you're cooking yourself. It doesn't say it precludes you from the temperature. Wait, no, wait, is there an area of effect? Yes. Can I like cast it from a distance? Well, control temperature 10 foot radius is what I was looking at. Fourth level druid, right? Yeah. So what is it? What's the, the what's the range? Do I have a range? Zero. It's right on top of you. That's what I'm saying. The range <laughs> is zero. It does it around you. Oh, so this that's thing not as much fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it, it has to affect you as well. So that's oh yeah, that's not good. Well, we're probably he's probably going to explain all this in the answer, right? I mean, this is probably the point. Okay, so yeah, where's the Empress Strangler? She would know because she's a druid. The Empress Strangler's not on here. She's really shaking her head. She's gonna listen to this and she's like, those guys are knuckleheads. Okay. Um. All right. So there it is, guys. It is time to choose. Well, so now these folks are arguing that, yes, I get it, uh, 150 would suck, and eventually you would be in terrible agony, but you also could, it's 10 foot radius, you could walk away from the bar. Yes, and I'm standing there, and I'm hoisted on my own petard. That's right, I'm dying here. Can I turn it off? Can you turn the spells off like that? I don't allow that. I don't, okay. Unless it says you can end right. the spell, you cannot end the spell. The magic's out there. That's right. Would, it's right. You would need to spell magic. Then you have to cast a spell magic Correct. to get rid of the... Yeah, wizards always want to do it. I want to stop my own magic. Well, it doesn't say you can do that. You've invoked the spell unless it says you can turn it off. You can't just turn it off. I think that makes sense to me. Oh, they, get so they get so mad. They get so... I want no, to... No. I agree with you 100%. I agree with you, right? Because then the magic has been... It's been... Cast. Well, later editions, they have this concentration. Well, fine. If there's a con- – like Phantasmal Force says you have to concentrate to keep the image going. Well, then that's right. fine. That's stop concentrating. The- stop concentrating. But this is – it's invoked. There right. you go. Exactly. You I agree with you. you don't- there's no thing that says magic withdrawal. All right. So. Okay. So so one was – one is attack with sword. Two is control temperature. The famous control temperature. Three is charm. And suggest he kill himself. Four, trust him. Um, five, let him help you, but stay wary. Six is cast obscurement and escape. What does obscurement do? That's another. I think. Oh God. Druid spell. I know what entangle does. Call lightning is eight. Seems pretty call obvious. Call lightning is. We can't do call lightning. Why not? Because call lightning takes forever to cast. You oh, have to be really? like, excuse me. Oh. I, I need the next ten minutes to cast call lightning. So, oh, and you, and you hear, like, thunder rumbling yeah, thunder, and coming. Thunder and, comes. Okay. And he's like, yeah, it's a bad storm to come. And better get out of here. <laughs> better get inside. Standing there waiting. Yeah. Mom said not to be outside when it's lightning. Sorry. Got to go. Yeah. Um, fairy fire and attack him with your sword. Throw dagger at him and then run. Well, I got to tell you. So what does Obscurement do? Do you know what Obscurement does? No, I haven't looked at Obscurement. I, I'm, well, okay. it's, it's, a, it's probably a druid spell, so let's see. I'm very nervous. Well, when you look at Obscurement, I got to tell you, I'm a little nervous that word is spread, and, and it was an Assassin's Guild. I, I, I don't think I would. Yeah, I think the guy has a disguise on because he's not. I wouldn't want to make a roll to see if I figure out he has a disguise. That would be my thing. That's... I want to cast Obscurement. I don't know what it is, but I like the idea of Obscurement. It sounds good. I may just cast it. Is there, have you ever ordered anything that you didn't know what it was? This might be this. I may be casting Obscurement, and I don't know what Obscurement is. I have is. no idea what it is. I can't find it. Really? 
Uh, I don't know why I said it that way. That was not very nice of me. Was uh, it? Second level druid. I'm a druid in, in in Tom's game. I have no. I've never. This is passed. good for you. You should play. You should do very well on this I segment. Sh- I should, but I'm not doing well. I'm sucking wind here. Um, obscure Misty memory. Vapor, to rise. Oh, Misty Vapor. She was one of my characters once. <laughs> do you remember when I played Misty Vapor? No, I don't. I didn't. Oh know. yeah, sure. Misty Vapor. Yeah, oh. she was a third level female thief. Oh okay. Okay. Yeah, Misty Vapor. Okay. What does it do? It's like a fog oh. spell. Oh, I like that. Page okay. 57. I'm... Page 57 of the Player's Handbook. I got it. That's why um, I use it. Oh, it's, it's actually pretty long. good. It uh, causes a misty vapor to rise around the druid, persist in the locale for four rounds per level of experience of the druid casting spell, reduces visibility oh. to two to eight feet. This area effect is the area effect is a cubic progression based on the druid level of experience. So, so the thing would be massive. And so the problem with this obscurement is then you'd have to rule what effect it has. So I assume you'd go into the DMG and look at concealment. It would give you some concealment. Well, the good news is Kelly's going to tell us. I'm casting. I'm. I'm. I like. I'm casting misty vapor. Okay. Obscurement. Well, I, so that's what I'm we, picking. We Six. have a rule that we don't do the same thing. So I'm going to. Uh, You're doing the control temperature, aren't you? No, I'm not doing the control temperature. I'm going to do. Uh, I like fairy fire. I like attacking. So I'm going to do, I'm going to cast fairy fire and attack him. Cause okay. that's, I, I might as well get the plus two to hit. So other people have, they, uh, they, they, they put their things in. So we're ready when you are. Okay. Oh, and I'm sorry. I would be remiss. We got to pay the bills. Uh, I forgot to mention that this episode of installment of have you ever played is brought to you by Larry's good things. At 2045 Longsdale Avenue in North Vancouver. Hobbies and games and fantasy games. Give them a ring at 988-6511. That's Larry's good things. And tell Larry you heard about him on Grog Talk. Yeah, very nice. Okay. And, and Leroy will love that. So, okay, so starting with one, we've got, some, we've got a couple people pick one. So what's one? Yep, and, and, and folks, honor system, keep track of yeah, your hit you gotta, point deductions. You got to keep track of your hit points. And I chose... I chose, uh, where is it? I chose nine. 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 Did anyone pick one? Yes, people chose one. Okay, waste this goon. I take 15 hit points from melee with this disguised assassin. Yay, good for us. We all kind of figured that out. Guys, well, assassin. I think you said it right on. How would he know that this word had spread? That's, that's the thing. It's so fast, I didn't see. Okay, two is, did anyone pick two after we basically trashed it? Uh, I don't see anyone picking two. Let's hope this. Let's hope. Let's hope John Frazier's answer does not lead to lots of debate. Pride the assassin, no damage. Wow, mm, that's that's the the emeralds. Wow, fried very the controversial. I, I I don't understand that. So I don't understand how it fried. No. Don't argue the D, don't argue the DM, James. Right, I think okay. it's. I, so what you're basically saying is control temperature is a death weapon. Why are you not using that all the time? Wait, are you going to be the player at the table who then is like saying that the DM shouldn't have helped the party? You're like, no, that wouldn't have worked. And there, everyone's like, shut up. Uh, yeah, that's that would be me. Boo. Well, that'd be exactly boo. <laughs> okay. All right, tough crowd. Anyway, my point is, I would. That's the spell I'm going to use from now on. That thing's awesome. Okay. Did anyone pick number three? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, I kind of like John Frazier. You ready for this? This is funny. So this was the suggest you kill yourself, which we know you're not doesn't usually work, right? But this was interesting. John Frazier says suggesting to kill himself 
negate the spell. What do you think of that? Negates what spell? Well, the suggestion spell. So what a charm. So what he says is you when you, he attempted to charm and then suggested that she kill himself, right. what the answer here is is that when you suggested he kill himself, it that's negated it. the charm spell. Yeah, that cancels it, right? Is that true? Well, it says it doesn't work, so I mean that's one Oh, way that's different though. Oh, do you only get one? Does it cancel the spell? I mean, aren't you under charm for a while? How many how many suggestions do I get? Do I get a few? Well, su- well, suggestion is different than charm. So we were casting suggestion or we were casting no. charm. You charmed him, and then it said that while he's charmed, we suggest he kill himself. So I assume while you're charmed, you get to use the equivalent of suggestion? Well, it just says on charm person, if this is on page 55, a charm person would not obey a suicide command. That's what it says. So what's the controversy here is that John Frazier is saying that it cancels the spell. You lose it. How, yeah, he, he, he basically hour. gets an automatic saving throw at that point, and it's broken. Oh, is that what it says? No, I'm... I'm I'm, it says here, I'm inferring, the spell may be broken if a successful sa- if a saving throw is made. It, says, it also says, thus a charmed person would not obey a suicide command. So if he's not going to obey it, that means he's successful. He's made a save, basically. Well, I don't think that's what he really... He says, suggesting negates the spell. He didn't say he makes a save. He made it sound like if you suggest to someone under charm who's failed their save that they should kill themselves, that this is so ridiculous they wise up. Right. I don't believe that. That's not what it sounds like. Well, right? it, it, it may be what he's saying, but uh, same thing with control weather or whatever, control temperature. I think he's he's interpreting things that it doesn't mean. Oh, this, is getting, this is getting rough, man. We have to have him on the show. Okay, number four was trust this guy. Oh, okay, who said this? They had it right. Was it Menion uh, or somebody? Bards never associate with another bard of a lesser college. Yeah. He's an assassin. Oh, oh, I forgot to mention the results of number three. Mm-hmm. Suggesting to kill himself negates a spell. You are dead from assassination. Oh, you get assassinated. Wow. You're assassinated. And four, you're also dead from assassination. This is a rough first. Okay, so wow. three or Don't four. Play. Did anyone pick three or four? Don't uh, run this Four Menion, he picked four. Sorry. Menion picked four? I thought, who was, I, no, so it wasn't Menion. You said don't associate no, was, with the bar. it was Jonathan who said that, if I remember correctly. Wow. Don't run this at a convention. People right. have a lot of time on their hands. <laughs> That's right. Five. Five was, this is a, this is a rough one. Five, I miss Elron Baroon, Elron Baroon, whatever. A5 was, uh, oh, stay wary. I was close to that one. Oh, my God. Same as A4, but take 30 hit points instead of dying. So it was an assassination attempt that you right. survive, you survive, and you're, like, bleeding in the street, yeah, running. But you, but you have 105 hit points, so you're feeling pretty good. And you can cure light wounds at some point, so. Okay. Here's number six. This is mine. Yes, James, I'm getting better. I should have been a bard. Cast Obscurement Escape. Fine. No damage. Ooh. No, hold on. That's it. Yeah. Seven was entangle. Mm-hmm. Entangle only. Entangle only words. I think it means works. Entangle only works works near plants. Dead from assassination. Oh, poor Jonathan. Dead. Vic. Dead. Wow. <laughs> dead. Wow. This is this is like the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Like half the teams are gone in the first round. Dead. It's a playing dead. game. Everyone is dead. Wow. This is a bloodbath. Okay. So far, is... Cyber Heston, our friend Martin, is alive. You're okay. alive. I'm alive. Eight is called lightning. You're dead. No storm in the area. Oh, you need a storm yeah, in the area. Yeah, there needs to be weather. Yeah, and it takes 10 minutes, so you're dead. What happened? Oh, you're sit- so you're waiting and waiting. So if a storm doesn't come within 10 minutes, it's just like. Well, you, you can't do it damn. unless the storm is there, yeah. Right. Dead from assassination. Dead. I knew that. Dead. Was Nine is. Oh, this is you, fairy fire. Yeah. An attack with your sword. 
take five hit points from combat. There you but go. Apparently you live. So you're down five. Don't remember that, James. You're I'm down five, down. but you're alive. I liked 10 was throw the dagger and run. It seemed like kind of a sissy thing to do, doesn't <laughs> it's it? Like, it's very, uh, what was that um, from Princess Bride, right? Where he, you know, points and then runs away or whatever. Right? It's, it's very that. Um, take 20 hit points from his, from his thrown daggers while you're running. So you're running and daggers <laughs> are flying in your back, your back. All right. So, wow, man, that, I didn't realize that was going to be so rough. That was rough. Woo, that guy doesn't mess around. So now we've got a bunch of people. People are complaining. We're dead. It was, yep, dead. I'm dead. You suck. Dead. Okay. So we're still with the control temperature. I get the control temperature. Okay. Let's let's say this is first. Hold on. This is so first edition. Uh, I agree that the temperature 150 is probably bad, but it affects you. It doesn't, the range is zero. It affects you. You become 150. So that's the part I have a problem with. It doesn't say it doesn't affect the person in there. The ambient temperature around you would be 150 degrees. Yeah. Unless you I, have some right. kind of unless you have some kind of psychic mind over matter body yeah. thing where you can pr- prevent it from. Now if you have that combo, that would be great. Yeah, so so you really have two problems with this result. Number 1, you don't think it would fry anybody. And number 2, if it did fry somebody, it should have said you're both fried, you're dead. Right. You're fried too. Yeah, it's I think the intent was if you're really cold or really hot, it would lower or raise the temperature for you and your compatriots so they would right. not suffer the effects. Not right. as a not as a death weapon to Right. And it's right. not instantaneous. Just like if it inst- like in Minnesota, if it was minus uh so let's say it was sixty degrees and you brought it down to minus thirty five degrees, you wouldn't instantly freeze and it would take a little bit. Right. And right. and in the meantime, he's right. attacking right. you. He's right. assassinating he's you. To sweat a little, right. He's like, is it hot in here? Right. No, I, I agree with you. That does not oh, and they're complaining to... about They're complaining about Entangle. Entangle is very clear, too. Entangle says you have to have bushes or, or grass or something there. There's, it said we were in a town, like, outside, the, in the hall, uh, in the, the cobblestone. Co- yeah, because we, we started walking down a cobblestone street, I think. Yeah, so let's read that again because people, <laughs> people are complaining. Well, I just it's, you're, in this, you're in the city of Orlo, and let me see. Yeah, plants in the area. The grass, weeds, and bushes. Yeah, well, there isn't any grass, weeds, and bushes, so there you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, that was a lot great. of anger. That was a great thing. You know what was good? We did great. You, you. And that's all that matters. That's right. Yay to us. And all the smarty pants out there who knew bardic colleges can't interact with each other. And actually, after we kill them. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> we, Perfect. We play a little jig, and uh, we then say, have a nice day. This is Big Publishing Puppy Production. All rights reserved.